The following information is intended for educational purposes only. It is not medical advice. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect those of a rude awakening international nor this broadcaster. Should you choose to implement this information, please do so only with the assistance of a licensed medical professional. Neither the presenter, a rude awakening international, nor this broadcaster assume any responsibility for any adverse effects or consequences that may result. Every woman should have an annual mammogram to check for breast cancer. It's safe and effective, mm, so says mainstream thinking. But are mammograms truly safe or effective? What are the alternatives and what advantages might those alternatives have over traditional mammograms? Our guest today, certified medical thermographer Gay Walden of Holistic Breast Health, is about to give you a health awakening. Welcome to The Health Awakening. I'm your host, Scott Laird. Having an annual mammogram is seen as a responsible thing to do for all women, but is it truly responsible? Could it be dangerous, as many health advocates say? Could it actually cause cancer, or at the very least, lead to unnecessary medical procedures? Now, that's not to say that an annual checkup should be avoided, but there are different ways to see what's going on. Safer, more effective ways, that some argue, that cause no additional risk to the patient. One person who knows a lot about these alternative diagnostic tools is Gay Walden. Gay is a certified health coach and certified medical thermographer. Gay, welcome to The Health Awakening. Thank you, Scott. It's nice to be here. Well, you know, I, we have lots of questions about this. Um, a lot of people are looking for alternatives to mammograms. I want to ask you, first of all, what is breast thermography, if people have never heard about this? You're right. A lot of women and a lot of people have never heard of breast thermography. The best way to describe it is a radiation-free risk assessment screening that uses a very sophisticated thermal imaging camera to detect heat on the surface of the breast. Okay, so this is similar to when someone is lost in the woods and they are, they're looking for heat down below to try and determine where the person is. Same kind of technology, it's a heat camera? Yes, remember uh, during the uh, Boston Marathon bombing? They identified the bomber in a boat with a thermal imaging camera okay. because they could not touch it. So thermal imaging is used for um, in the government to detect the enemy at night. It has many other uses, but very limited medical uses. But it's excellent for breasts because the breast, the skin on the breast is very thin. And this is a surface test. It does not go inside the body. So uh, only in areas of the body where the skin is very thin can we pick up physiological signs, i.e. heat, that's indicative of one of three things. It's either trauma, infection, or inflammation. And that's what heat is indicative of when we pick up heat in a thermal image. So this is just simply very, it sounds very non-invasive. It's very on the surface, very, whereas a mammogram is very invasive. Now, mammogram is different technology. So thermogram is just basically a camera. 
It is. All you need is a camera, a very sophisticated one, and the ones that they're manufacturing today, Scott, are very sophisticated. My, heat, my t um, camera will measure heat to less than a tenth of a degree. Okay, and you need a thermographer who's trained in taking the images. But most importantly, just like with any test or screening, it's who interprets the, the, uh, the thermogram that's most important. How does this person, what does this person see in the images? And it takes someone looking at these images repeatedly and having that kind of experience. Uh, so I, anybody, anyone looking for this particular screening needs to look for someone who's very knowledgeable in reading them or interpreting them. And that's what the certified health coach end of things is what you're all about too, is you help people understand the what do I do now question. Yes, that's one thing I've added to my services that a lot of thermographers have not. I was trained as a health coach before I became a medical thermographer. So I've incorporated a health coaching session as part of my service. So when we get the results from the thermogram, I sit down with each and every client, and I'm not a medical doctor, so I call not patients to me, they're clients, but I sit down with her and go over the report, make sure she understands it, but most importantly, and this is what I'm very passionate about, is reviewing with her, how are you living? 90 to 95% of all cases of breast cancer is directly related to environment, not genetics. Mm. That's something I always harp on here at the Health Awakening is that nutrition and lifestyle control genetic expression. You may have that gene that says you are going to get breast cancer, but there's something you can do about it. You can make sure that that gene never expresses itself, that it stays dormant for the rest of your life. That is correct. And so this health coaching component of the service is important. And the thermogram incents her to take action. Mm. Because had she not come for the thermogram, she would never have known that there's heat in the breast, which is usually, if we rule out, again, trauma and infection, it has to be inflammation. And so we know we can reduce inflammation, Scott, by taking charge of our overall health and doing all the things that you can do to reduce inflammation in your body, with food, of course, being the foundation. Now, mammography, what is the difference in technology there? It's not a camera. What does a mammography uh, procedure do that thermography doesn't? Well, all the other screenings with which most women are familiar, and that would be mammography, ultrasound, and MRI, they're looking for a structure. They're all looking for structure differently. A mammogram uses radiation, so it does go inside the body, which as we know, radiation is a risk factor for disease. Ultrasound uses sound waves, and an MRI, according to most of the radiologists I've been around, say is the most effective screening to, to find structure within the breast. And it uses radio sound, uh, radio energy waves to detect it. And that is harmless, so is an ultrasound. But mammography, of course, as you know, Scott, it's a very controversial subject today with, you know, and many women are rethinking how many they have, how often they have them, because all of the conventional um, organizations who have advised women in the past about how often to have them. So what I'm getting from this, of course, and what most women I think are getting from this is, you know, it's your choice. You have to decide, along with your healthcare providers, when you want to do any screening, which ones, 
and how often. And I'm trying to empower women and know that they can make these choices. Okay, we're going to talk more about some of the roadblocks that are involved with getting uh, thermography versus mammography. And we're going to talk about more about the uh, risks inherent with mammography right back uh, when we come back to The Health Awakening. The lives of Israeli victims hang critically in the balance following events of terror, violence, and war. But there's another painful problem. Men, women, and children living in poverty. And you can be there for them. Visit us online at thelydiaproject.com. You'll find personal stories from the people who need you and the information you need to make a difference in their lives. When you give to The Lydia Project, you enable us to send help. Emotional and spiritual encouragement are especially needed during these critical days of recovery. Your support enables our ground team in the land of Israel to function as Yehovah intended, providing for the wounded soldiers, widows, orphans, and the poor. Help Israel. Give to The Lydia Project. And welcome back to The Health Awakening. Before the break, we were talking with Gay Walden about mammograms, thermograms, and how often to have them. I wanted to bring out a little bit of information from a man I respect very much, Russell Blaylock. Russell Blaylock is a board-certified neurosurgeon. Mm -hmm. He's famous throughout the world, and he comes out with a uh, Blaylock wellness report. And in his report, uh, this is way back in 2011, he was even saying this, exposure to radiation, that is a mammogram, year after year, which produces accumulative damage to the breast tissue, increases the risk of cancer. Yearly mammograms increase one's risk of breast cancer by 3 to 10% per year, depending on family history. Now, why does that happen? Well, he continues in an article he also has on his website. It says, if a woman does have a cancerous lump, undergoing a mammogram can cause it to spread. Well, how does it cause it to spread? The crushing compression of the breast that the breast undergoes during a mammogram can cause the cancer to spread because what you're doing is you're breaking open the cap uh, the uh, the uh, the cancerous capsule, which causes the cancer to spread. So, Gay, this is not just us talking about this. A board-certified, nationally recognized, dare I say internationally recognized, neurosurgeon is also saying the same thing. Well, this is one of the reasons why a lot of women are rethinking mammography. Do the risk outweigh the benefits? And I mentioned to you right before the show started, there's a country in Europe, Switzerland. Mm -hmm. The Swiss Medical Board does not recommend routine mammography for their female population because they've determined that the risk outweigh the benefits. Mm. So this is something worldwide that's being uh, discussed a lot. How often, because it is a risk factor for the very disease it's trying to detect, how often should a woman have a, a mammogram? My answer to that, it's going to be her choice. Once she gets to know her body and once she's on a healthy journey, she's going to, especially overall health as, and also breast health, she's going to be in a position to make the right decision for herself. Now, this is the reason why there's such a difference here, I guess, is because we were talking about in the first segment. It's such a different technology. It's, it's a photograph, essentially. It is. Where instead of, you know, as every woman dreads the mammogram, you go there. It's not just the procedure itself, but as we read uh, a hint of in the, in the article, uh, the crushing. 
to basically take the breast and put it between two metal plates and, and squeeze. Exactly. And it's uncomfortable and it's painful. Women do not like it. I don't know of any women who enjoy going to do this, but they, the majority of women still do this because this is what our culture has taught them is prevention. Whereas when, when you look at thermography and prevention, it's totally different because we're trying to pick up something before it becomes a structure and shows up in one of these other screenings that I, we mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. we're, tr we're trying to get it eight to 10 years before structure forms uh, forms and can be seen on one of these screenings. So As, this yes. is proactive. If you know eight to 10 years that inflammation is in the breast and you know what to do about it, then you are in charge of that aspect of your health, and that is exactly what I'm trying to do in offering this service to women. I often say to people, it, th that kind of thing, a thermography, if you're detecting something before something forms, that is truly prevention. Exactly. Mammography, to find something, is detection. Exactly. It's not prevention, it is detecting something that is already there, and by that time, now you have to go to uh, some more intense measures to get rid of it. You are correct, that's exactly uh, the difference. So with thermography, again, it's, it's risk assessment, it's letting a woman know the state of her breast health. If her breasts are healthy, then of course I advise her to keep on doing what she's doing and hopefully offer some other resources that are gonna help her maintain good breast health. But if someone's showing higher risk, obviously then they've got to do more from a dietary and lifestyle standpoint. And, and most women don't know those dietary and lifestyle things that they can do. So I'm very, uh, uh, very passionate about sharing what other women have done that's effective. Mm -hmm. Because now that I've been doing this five years, I know the common denominators of what women are doing to affect positive change if they're showing increased risk. Now, speaking of risk, you've brought some images along with you here to show us the progression from this is no risk at all to very high risk. Right. So why don't you share with us uh, some of the images you have here? What's this first one you have? This seems now darker colors indicate less heat. Is that a correct? A picture is worth a thousand words. <laughs> the more images I can show, the more that, that people can understand this. Yes, you are correct. We use color to map areas of heat within the breast. Black is the coldest color, white is the hottest, and when you go from color to color, you're talking about a very minute amount of heat difference. So what we're looking for, is there an area of the breast that's showing a different color, a warmer color, versus the same area of the other breast showing cooler. So this, this image here, we're seeing this, very cool. We're seeing all coolness, and this is an example of a good breast it's, it's, it's a, a below average risk assessment. Okay. Number one, we use a TH rating system of one through five, and this is a number one. Unfortunately, I do not image a lot of women who have this TH1, which is your very lowest risk. This is where I would like to see every woman be. But this particular woman has good breast health because she has good symmetry. The colors are basically the same in this image, her global breast, and that reflects good breast health. We do not find any significant heat within this breast. And women can always get to this point yes. by altering diet and lifestyle. That's exactly. The good thing. So this would be like the goal, Scott. 
Okay. For women, this particular image would be what we would want every woman to look like as far as her breasts are concerned. Okay, we're going to come back to more uh, images uh, for that. But before we go to our break, uh, just give us a quick synopsis of what is the breast thermography experience like? Someone walks into your door, mm -hmm. wh what does that look like? First of all, you need to make an appointment. Uh, <laughs> I have a wonderful non-clinical environment in my center, which is located in my home in Southeast Charlotte. And when she makes the appointment, I send her some protocols. This advises her how to prepare for the imaging before she comes. And the body temperature must be a certain degrees. It has to be cool for the camera to be effective. Mm. So she has to prepare by taking no hot showers, no massage therapy that day, no chiropractic care, no caffeine for four hours. These kinds of protocols are on my form. And once she arrives, I cool her, I further cool her down. This is called acclimation. In a temperature controlled room, it's right around 68 degrees. It's not freezing. And she is undressed from the waist up for 15 minutes uh, while her body cools to the, the exact temperature we need it. And then the camera then does the work, or I do the work. I take six images routinely of the upper body, and the imaging itself only takes five minutes. Wow, well that seems pretty easy compared to a mammogram. Much easier. <laughs> Women are very relieved when they get there, you know, and the only thing they have to experience is a little cold for about 20 minutes. All right, well we're going to come back and talk more about breast health and uh, thermograms with Gay Walden. We'll be right back with more from The Health Awakening. Michael Rood's Love Gift Teaching Series, The Ministry of the Messiah, is among his most popular series ever. And now there's a way to ensure you get every new episode every month. Introducing Recurring Love Gift Donations. When you set up a recurring love gift donation of just $100 per month, you'll receive every love gift every month automatically. You'll get Michael's latest teaching in the Ministry of the Messiah series and each month's bonus gift. Plus, as an exclusive extra, you can get any teaching you've missed in the entire series from the first episode to the current episode. This special offer is only for those who set up recurring love gift donations. Call now or visit the Love Gift webpage to set up your recurring love gift donation. Every teaching, every gift, every month. Plus, access to any teaching you've missed along the way. Do it now and never miss out again. And welcome back to The Health Awakening. Women, how would you like this for your next breast exam? Painless and easy, non-invasive, no radiation, no compression, and for women of all ages. Now, Gay, this brings us to our next question. When should a woman get her first breast thermogram versus maybe a mammogram? That's a great question. I get asked that all the time. The younger a woman is, the more she has to gain from this because this is a lifelong thing. If a woman of 20, and I, have, I do have uh, clients of that age come to me, can find out right now that there's inflammation in her breast, then when she gets to be 40 or even, which is still kind of the magical age that a lot of women are recommended to have a mammogram, then nothing's going to show up. If, if, if that is the case 20 years from now for her, if mammography is still as popular as it is, she can know that for the past 10 to 20 years, she's taken good care of her breasts and she may elect not to do the mammogram if she feels confident about the, the health of her breasts. So this allows her to make the right decisions for her. But the earlier a woman can do this, the more she has to gain 
So it's the same uh, recommendations as a mammogram, but without the risks of, as we read earlier that, that Dr. Blalock pointed out, there is not this 3 to 10% increased risk of breast cancer every time you do a mammogram. Uh, well, you will get that with a mammogram, but not with a thermogram. That is correct. Um, and again, you know, all the authorized people in this, the organizations around uh, mammography, are saying something different to women nowadays. Is 40 still the age? Should a woman have it every year? Should it be every other year? And at age 70, they recommend that no women have mammograms. See, it's very conflicting. And it should be that she makes the decision and thermography will help her make that decision because if her risks are low, it is low in her breast, she can say, well, I'm going to skip that mammogram this year. Or, you know, if she feels something in her breast, this is not, does not replace, thermography doesn't replace any screening. It is just the only one that gives her the risk assessment that allows her to take control and be in charge of this. And when she feels in charge, then she can make the right decision. But if she feels a lump in her breast, I don't even like to use that word, a structure in her breast, but if we're finding heat, one of the things on my report, Scott, is to please correlate with another screening because the woman has to sleep at night knowing that everything's okay. And when she gets a high-risk thermogram and she feels something in some of the areas that we're finding heat, she obviously will need to correlate with another screening that's looking for structure. But then a lot of women don't want to go to mammography because of what we're talking about, the radiation and the risk from the radiation. So she'll ultimately, well, usually she'll want uh, an ultrasound. And it's very difficult uh, to get an ultrasound without having a mammogram, particularly in this city. I don't know how it is in other cities throughout the U.S., but mam mammography is the gold standard and the first, you know, first screening that they want to do. Um, so, and women with breast, dense breast tissue, the reason why the 20-year-old woman doesn't have any screenings is because she has breast, uh, extreme breast density, and that's an issue in breast health. That means when, they do, um, when she has a mammogram, they can't see what they're looking for because mm. the density prevents them from seeing both calcifications and any, any structure that may be a centimeter in size, which is usually what a mammogram can pick up. But when a woman has dense tissue, they cannot see that, Scott. So thermography is very effective for women with dense tissue. Women with implants, mammography is also not an effective screening for women with implants. You were talking about the compression. Well, if you've got an implant in your breast and you're squeezing it, what it does, it hastens its demise, so to speak, because they don't have an unlimited shelf life mm. in the human body. They wear out, and the mammography will help them wear out, which is not a good thing. Or if it's saline, they can, they can burst. So uh, mammography is not an effective screening for women with extreme breast density or breast, with breast implants if she's interested in the long-term uh, of this. Now, you mentioned that there's definitely a, a, a gold standard and a protocol uh, in the medical community about what you do first, what you do second, and it seems like, well, if I want to get a mammogram, or pardon me, if I want to get an MRI, mm -hmm. I have to get a mammogram first. Mm -hmm. And if you're going the usual route, that is indeed the truth. But are there ways that if a woman chooses, she saw something on a thermogram that she was convinced that, yes, I need to go straight to an MRI, is that even possible? Um, it depends on her practitioner and how open they are to fast-forwarding her to, to an MRI. The gold standard is mammography, as we've 
we just we've been talking about. Then there's an ultrasound if they find anything in the mammogram, and uh, they can tell in an ultrasound if there's a fluid-filled cyst or a solid one, and that's what the woman will know when she does an ultrasound. And if the doctor so deems her at greater risk, then she may be entitled to an MRI. I assume this has to be tied in with insurance and protocols and so forth, but normally it's mammography, ultrasound, MRI. If they see something in any of those screenings, then it's a biopsy, a needle biopsy usually, and um, a diagnosis, hopefully not, but then after diagnosis, it's chemo, radiation, mm -hmm. and surgery, and drugs. And even a biopsy can cause a rupture of the cancerous cells like mammography can. That's another danger. And with, with uh, mammography, um, do they not often operate unnecessarily because they can't tell what kind, whether it's benign or cancerous, the, the, uh, the structure? Yes. Uh, biopsy is the only way that women uh, think there is to determine if there's cancer within the body. There are some innovative uh, uh, tumor marker tests out there right now that a woman can use if she goes to the right practitioner to find out what levels of proteins and enzymes are in the body that's indicative of, of cancer in the body. We all have cancer cells, Scott, you know mm -hmm. this. And so um, there are alternatives to, to a needle biopsy. And uh, I think more and more you're gonna find less invasive ways of determining whether or not a woman has, or in the breast, has, has cancer. All right, well, we're going to come back with more information from Gay Walden about breast thermography right after this. The lives of Israeli victims hang critically in the balance following events of terror, violence, and war. But there's another painful problem. Men, women, and children living in poverty. And you can be there for them. Visit us online at thelydiaproject.com. You'll find personal stories from the people who need you and the information you need to make a difference in their lives. When you give to The Lydia Project, you enable us to send help. Emotional and spiritual encouragement are especially needed during these critical days of recovery. Your support enables our ground team in the land of Israel to function as Yehovah intended, providing for the wounded soldiers, widows, orphans, and the poor. Help Israel. Give to the Lydia Project. And welcome back to the Health Awakening. Before the break, we were talking with our guest Gay Walden about good breast health, bad breast health. Before, uh, we saw an image of a very dark blue uh, thermography and good symmetry, as you mm -hmm. mentioned. Now no we're going to throw a different image on the screen here. Gay, what are we seeing here? The one we saw before, like you said, is a low-risk thermogram. I want to give now an example of a high-risk thermogram. Um, there's not the symmetry. The colors are different in each breast, and there are, there, there are areas of warmth within the breast, indicative that there's an inflammatory process going on. So when we see a, a thermogram like this and give her this information, that's when this follow-up visit with me to go over all the things she can do to affect positive change is very, very important. We also just, I didn't show this before with the other image, but we also view these images that we take in what we call the black, inverted grayscale, black and white. We can see blood vessel patterns and we, 
this is another physiological thing we're able to determine with thermography. Are the blood vessels forming in such a way that it, it indicates that they're going to feed something? Right, angiogenesis. Angiogenesis. So mm -hmm. if we can reverse angiogenesis, right, if we see it going on within a woman's breast, if we can reverse it by decreasing the heat in her breast, she is definitely making positive change and to improve her breast health. All right, well, when you see an image like that, that's when you want to call someone like Gay. And uh, Gay, how does someone get a hold of you, at least in the Charlotte area, for your clinic? Yes, my website is holisticbreasthealth.org or .com. My website will give you my contact information okay. to make an appointment, and uh, she may call me with questions. Frequently, I spend uh, much time on the phone answering questions that women have about this since it is a, uh, it's not a new screen, but it's one that most women are not familiar with. So I don't mind spending the time to answer any and all questions before she makes her appointment. Excellent. Thank you, Gay. Well, thank you for joining us thank today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Our guest has been certified medical thermographer Gay Walden. You can catch the replay of this episode and see our complete show schedule on avivtv.com. For more information about Gay Walden and holistic breast health, as she said, please visit her website, holisticbreasthealth.org. We will see you next time for another Health Awakening.